Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 367. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Now, my friend, your week, your week going well? Week is going outstanding. How about you? Yeah, it's been okay. Yeah, it's back <laughs> issues and stuff. But uh, Oh, that's right. You're, I read about that. You feeling better? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm back at it, so... That's good. Uh, backs are fickle beasts, it seems. Yeah, I, I would uh, say mine's great, but then I'd have to knock on wood and everything because it'd go out tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so anyway, it's it's been good. I'm looking forward to a little holiday coming up. And I know you're going to be away for a bit, so we're going to be doing a couple of shows coming up with Scott. And yeah. then I'm away for two weeks, so we're going to have a bit of a break, I'm afraid, for listeners. Um, uh, but uh, maybe... Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm hoping if we get part of my travels, I'm going to, I'm um, going to be going to the Google Webmaster SEO conference in Mountain View. And I'm hoping when I get back that we'll have enough time to do at least one show where you can interview me about it. That would be awesome. That'd be great. I can try and stump you. <laughs> That's not that hard these days. <laughs> um, well, and, and something that uh, uh, many of our listeners have mentioned within the uh SEO 101 Facebook group, uh, we are having problems with the podcast feeds. Um, there's issues with webmasterradio.fm, the actual website. But in addition to all that fun stuff, um, iTunes created a new URL for SEO 101, and it's completely different. And the other one hasn't been redirected. So it's a complete fiasco. Um, that said, if you go to seo101radio.com, that's seo101radio.com, um, that'll redirect into the page on my site where I have links. And there's a, a banner for iTunes. If you click that, it will take you to the new URL, which has the latest episodes. So um, please do that. And uh, do, Stitcher do people is, have hmm? Do people who have subscribed, do they have to resubscribe now because they changed the URL? Yeah, it's a mess. That's just, that was really stupid on iTunes part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not impressed. And uh, they're very unresponsive as you would expect from a large company like that. Um, I don't know how much of it's the fault of the website, but I know that's also causing problems. For example, Google podcasts is currently not working for webmaster radio right now. Almost any of their shows, if not all of them. Um, and that's an issue with, definitely with their web with uh, webmasterradio.fm. I know they're fixing it. They're working on a whole new site and everything. I hope that gets done quickly. Wishing them well. I know it's no easy feat. Um, Stitcher was causing problems as well, but it is fixed. Apparently it is running now. So um, we apologize. It's a pain in the ass and I'm hoping we don't lose too many listeners from this. Uh, it's not a good situation all around, but uh, tune in. Keep up. Keep it up. Keep it up. We're, we're, we're trying to give you good stuff. Yeah, if you are subscribed to this the podcast, make sure you do what Ross said. Go to SEO One on Radio, redirect it to his site, and click the link to iTunes and resubscribe. Yeah, although of course 
they'd have to find this one to <laughs> hear us say that. Oh dear. Anyway, at least you'll hear our <laughs> apologies and hopefully you've found it by now. Um, um, or you've gone to the SEO 101 Facebook group, which has the links to this as well. And it's pinned to the top of the group. Um, okay, well, let's just jump right into things here. Uh, Google has fixed another indexing issue with fresh content. If you recall, recall a while ago, uh, there were issues with uh, new content simply not showing up. Uh, it was they, something they admitted to and they said they fixed it. And then just like most times, it never gets fixed as quickly as they say. Uh, there's still many incidences of it not working. But anyway, apparently it happened again. Now, you've read up on this. I haven't had a chance to. So oh, yeah. I, I've more than read up with it. We were investigating it before Google even uh, announced it uh, starting on Monday of, uh, I think, last week from when you're hearing this. Uh, we were seeing issues where content, you know, a new site's content usually gets indexed between, you know, anywhere between four and 10 minutes, um, a new article will be indexed. Well, we were seeing handfuls of articles taking, you know, three, four, six, eight hours to get indexed. Wow. And, and let, me, let, me, let me put it differently. They were indexed, but they were not showing up in search results. So you could do a site colon on the URL and it's not there. But you go to search console and it says, yep, this one's in our index. Um, and so it was really confusing. We were doing all kinds of, we think we had made some changes. So we were digging around on our site to see if there's something that we had done that had screwed up this, but we couldn't find anything. And then Wednesday, Google says, hey, we realize there's an issue with slow indexation on content, uh, you know, organic and news sites. Um, it's like, yeah, now you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, within hours after posting that, they had said they had posted a fix and we started seeing things acting as normal. So, you know, I, I know we've speculated before and again, this is speculation, but is it, is Google just having a hard time with how big everything is? Like how much they have to deal with or what's going on? Like, uh, it's very, I think we, we've discussed in the past that this may, you know, that this could be signs of structural change inside mm -hmm. Google that, that we're not aware of. Um, and then when they change things, they break things and they have to fix what they broke. Um, when you're big and you change things, sometimes thing, other things breaks cause, break because you don't, it's hard to see all of the ramifications of a change. Mm -hmm. Like a domino when you're effect. that big. Yeah. But it's just the fact that it happened again, I guess, I mean, it can still be that issue we discussed, but I guess the other thing is, uh, yeah, it's hard to fathom Google would ever have an issue yeah. with amount of content, but. Well, this, this is the third time they've had an indexation of new content only um, impacted by one of these bugs in what it's been like within the last three months. Yeah. It's been, yeah. So this it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I personally expect it to happen again at some point. Uh, it's like uh, we used to wait for the Google dance. Well, this is the, the Google foobar. Yeah. Yes. This is the, the Google, the Google bug. That's the name of the dance. You know, I have a certain song and you got to do the Google bug. <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay. So next up, uh, this is something, uh, good old search engine roundtable. changing the destination of URL of a link changes the relevance and value of that link. Seems pretty logical. Well, I thought it was interesting because it, it's not actually, what you think because this hmm. is changing the destination of a link usually we think of links when you link to when you get a link from somebody they're passing you um you know 
relevancy and authority to your site. But that relatively and authority changes if they link to a different site. And, it, and it, it's, that's kind of odd to me, actually, because why does the relevancy change that it's sending to a new site? Why does the authority change that it's sending to a new site? It's, mm. it's, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't interpret it correctly. Okay. Huh. Which is a little bit interesting. I'm going to have to let that one sink in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not just the, it's just not the, the, the uh, origination or, or the originator of the link that they're looking at. They're not, they're looking at both ends. It's of like that the intent. Link. It's the intent. Yeah. They're yeah. looking at both sides of the link, not just the one way to determine what the relevancy and what the value is. Hmm. I'd love to see their tests on intent to see how well they really got it pegged. Yeah. So, so I think that there, there's been old school link tactics is you go out and you find um, one that I've heard of in the past is you go out and you find links to broken sites, right? And you contact the webmaster and say, Hey, you're linking to a site that's no longer there. Can you change that link to our yeah. site? Cause we do kind of the same thing, right? Which is, a, it's a decent link building tactic. It's, it takes a lot of time and energy, but it, it's a decent one, but this this tells us that that if they change it to your site now, the value and relevance of that link has just changed as well, hmm. which is very odd. Yeah, well, looking I like that that there's that comment at the bottom. So the Google is going to kill the broken link building practice. <laughs> Someone's freaking out. <laughs> the Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it, it it's not going to kill it. It it, it just add some a dimension of complexity to it that is to their advantage. <laughs> yeah. Everything they do is to their advantage. Exactly. Um, uh, and we will get to something that I posted, but for next, we're up another one here. Um, so this one's this? interesting. This is uh, a tweet conversation um, Gary Eish had. Um, actually, it was people tweeting about Gary Eish's presentation at PubCon. And basically, everybody... Well, maybe not everybody. There, there used to be a thing called authorship that you had to put special code on your pages to identify the authors, individual authors of things. Mm. And the good um, old days. That went, the good old days. It went away a while ago. And basically, I think the main thing Gary was trying to emphasize is that they don't look at authors anymore, but they look at entities. There were a couple exceptions that he mentioned. One was uh, news sites. Apparently, they do look at the actual authors of news sites and scholar. Uh, Google Scholar, where they do this, the uh, educational publications and papers and all that stuff. There's the concept of author in there as well. So hmm. I think that's a really good point to think about is, you know, don't worry so much about the author of a piece. Uh, you know, think of it about entities. Now, entities can be authors. Stephen King is an author and an entity. Um, but there, I think this is really about who wrote the content more than anything. Very cool. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, you can create Google Assistant actions with structured data. Uh, this is on the Search Engine Journal. I realize this isn't probably very SEO 101, but I, uh, it is so future, uh, so much of the future that I think it's important to mention. Um, the idea here is if you have how-to information, like let's say a page is devoted to how, how to do something, there is structured data for that. And uh, quote Google here says, use how-to structure data to explicitly tell Google that your content is a how-to. 
properly marked up how-to pages may be eligible to have a rich result on search and how-to action for the Google Assistant, which can help your site reach the right users. A couple tips though are that the, the how-to must be read sequentially and the how-to must be the main focus of the page. There is more to this in the article and I do suggest uh, giving a peek. Uh, again, it's on Search Engine Journal and the title is Create Google Assistant Actions with Structured Data by Roger Monty. Uh, anyway, Roger always publishes great stuff and it's some interesting things yeah. with great links. So highly recommend it. This is only tied to how-to because I'm waiting for actions where you can set up a action for, let's say, the, the daily news report. Right. So you can tell Google Assistant what what's my local news, you know, and actions. I'm waiting for that. If, if that's happening in actions, I'll get excited. But if it's just about how to's that's missing a big chunk of the Internet. Oh, of course. But there is there are there is an SDK for actions where you can do it for a lot of other things. This is just a yeah. simple way to use it using schema. Using market. Right. Um, so the how-to is the first place, it seems, so far anyway, um, that allows sort of the, the non-coding approach. Um, gotcha. But if you go okay. to the Google Assistant conversational actions page, they've got guides that will blow your mind if you don't know anything about code. <laughs> 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 you will not look at it. You'll just blur. That's what I'm doing, looking at it like, okay, nope. <laughs> Although it isn't that yeah. bad, actually. It's very um, HTML-esque, but it isn't. You know, you're not going to pick it up in an hour. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's jump into the local SEO report. Um, you, one thing I, I found kind of interesting is I like checking in on Joy Hawkins stuff at the local search form, and she was she posted today um, uh, about uh, it's this weird glitch. We don't know whether or not this is something that's happening in other places, but she even went to her own. Google My Business listing using incognito. And when she did that, the own this business question was showing under her Google My Business profile as though it hadn't been claimed. Um, very strange. So if you see that, um, obviously hers is claimed. Um, don't worry about it. Uh, it's likely a glitch that won't even appear when you do look again. If it is still appearing, uh, know that the industry is, is on it and definitely has informed Google about it. Did she try to claim her listing through that? I'm serious. What what happens if someone tries to claim your yeah, already claimed listing? Um, I don't think she did. I didn't follow through on that, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have it up right now. But uh, that would be pretty interesting to see how that went. It probably, I, I saw another one the other day where someone said that um, it said claim this business and he couldn't make it work. Uh, every time he clicked hmm. on it, it said, this is already claimed. This is already claimed. But then it said, claim this business. It was very strange. And he was having a frustrating time trying to do anything with it. Uh, so <laughs> there may be some bugs going on. Google frustrating people? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally shocking. Um, <laughs> so the Google My Business Q&As disappearing? I haven't seen this one. Tell me about this. Yeah, so apparently there's some of these Q&As when people ask questions, they're not showing up on the pages. Um, and uh, who I can't remember who found it, but they asked Danny about it on Twitter, Danny Sullivan. And he, uh, he actually tested it himself and posted some questions on some businesses and they did not go live. So Google's aware of this and apparently it's just another bug that they're going to have to deal with. 
um, unless they're honestly getting rid of Q and A's, but um, no. I, I haven't heard anything else about that at all. So this is probably just a bug of some kind that they need to address hmm. another bug of some kind. Ah, wonderful. Well, I guess you have this many moving parts. Things are about to hit, uh, hit the, hit the fan once in a while. Let's just yeah. hope it's not continual. Um, now I like uh, occasionally whenever Mike Blumenthal does post on his blog, um, if it's something of interest, sharing it with uh, listeners. And the latest one definitely was of interest. Now, if you don't follow Mike, you wouldn't know this, but he has a particular pet client, uh, Barbara Oliver. She does uh, jewelry. And, and I, he's a, she has a friend of hers. And he, does, he, he uses her as sort of a test base for a lot of things. And it's uh, the weather vane for many of his predictions and such. Anyway, um, he was doing a search for engagement rings buffalo. And when he did a search for that, he noticed that images were showing up instead of businesses. Um, or in some cases, the business name and then the image. In some cases, business name, or sorry, just an image and then the business name. Um, so there was a way to search by photos and it showed that Google Google's level of um, artificial intelligence for interpreting what was in a photo has definitely gone to another level because they're investing significantly in ensuring that you can find this information within the main, the first page of results. Anyway, he found it to be a very compelling experience. I've seen, you know, there's some good um, examples on his site here um, of scrolling through them, and I can see why it would be engaging. It's pictures of the jewelry um, along with um, the overall rating of the business and the name of the business. Um, when you click on it, then you even click through to more uh, imagery. So, uh, you know, we, we talked, what was it, last well, it's been this year, I guess, when Gary Eish recommended everyone start paying more attention to imagery uh, because Google's going to be investing more into it. Well, here's a great example. Uh, it's definitely being pushed up a notch. Yeah, there was there was a guy named VZ. I have no idea who VZ is, who kind of first spotted this whole thing before Mike did. And, and he, his thing is that you basically you search for photos of places nearby. Um, is how they're how they're presenting but mike did it um there's you can do it for digital marketers you say digital marketers near me and you can get this this photos from the businesses um as part of your search results it's, it's yeah i i agree i think this is they're, they're going to start using photography um and i bet video at some point even more than they do now tied because because i'm surprised they haven't yet because literally most engaging and most people engage better with images um, on the internet as a whole than they do with text. Mm -hmm. um, if, if they can find a way to translate that into search, they will. Yeah. And then, you know, we've long since waited for Google to implement any kind of uh, text recognition within images of it, that yeah. on a wider scale. And, um, you know, that's another step forward towards that. Now to quote, uh, Mike here is sort of the takeaway. Once again, Google is ringing the image bell and local merchants need to pay attention. Your listing will win or lose its conversion battle based on the images that Google chooses to show, unquote. So start taking some great photos. Make sure they're something that excel, that really do attract the eye. If they would have done this 10, 12 years ago, it wouldn't have worked. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it couldn't have done it because, but now, and I think it's mainly because of cell phones and the, the level of quality of imagery you can get out of a cell phone today is unbelievable. And, and they don't have to worry so much it. about bandwidth now too, as much. Yeah, exactly. You know, with all these great plans that are out there, um, certainly this wouldn't work in third world countries with cells and stuff. Um, it's definitely for first world, but uh, that's where a lot of money is anyway. So <laughs> they're happy, I'm sure. Um, anyway, uh, you can find uh, Mike Blumenthal's article on blumenthal's.com forward slash blog. Uh, that's blumenthal's.com forward slash blog. Now, I will also include this uh, in our show notes newsletter, which you can subscribe to on seo101radio.com. Uh, if you go there, you will be able to subscribe and we'll give you uh, an update with all of the, the links and information from the show every week, uh, whenever they're posted. So, All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into the Mueller files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Joy, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. What is this Mueller file, my friend? Um, This is really... uh another Twitter conversation that John Mueller had with someone on search tied to uh, manual actions. Um, And the manual actions, of course, are manual. Google employees turn them on and off, you know. And the question was about how long do they take? So when they they apply them, apparently they're immediate. Um, But when they're removed, you, you have to wait until... Um, it processes through the regular search process, like your site is crawled and then um, re-evaluated again before they're removed. Um, and that makes kind of sense because they have to go in and really double check um, that, you know, even the human reviewed it, they turned it off, but now the, the algorithms itself is going to go back in and double check that whatever was the problem is now not a problem anymore. Um, that makes sense to me, but it's just, just the idea that manual actions, they can turn them on, bingo, there they go. But once they, once you're cleared, it takes a little bit of time to, to get them processed through the search. Um, just thought that was an interesting little conversation. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, let's jump into some questions. Uh, this first one is from Brenda Michelin. She said, this is an interesting case that was posted in another forum. No one had any answers for the guy. I was wondering if anyone here had any suggestions. And here's the question. Thanks for accepting me into the group. When a person does a search for PO box 470, blah, 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 it gives us long address. My debt recovery website is the top result. This is not my address. We are actually 161 kilometers from that address. Unfortunately, a grubby debt collection company sends out hundreds of letters with this address as their return address. This means that we get heaps of calls and emails from irate people who just Google the address without looking at our actual address. This not only takes up a lot of my time, but also creates a bad user experience. So his question is, how can I stop appearing in Google for the search of this particular long address? Well, <laughs> I I've just, just did a search to see what this was ex- showing. Um, now I know you did it a little beforehand. I, I, I did some digging on this one. Um, I, I did a site colon search for that, you know, the, that guy's website because I actually found the actual group that he posted it in and got a little, little information about how to identify what his website was. <laughs> dumb SEO questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumb SEO questions.com. Yeah. Um, 
And I did a site colon search for the guy's website, um, just using the city name that this is included in this address. And the city name is not mentioned on his site anywhere that we can see in a site colon search. It comes up with no results. Then I went to Majestic um, SEO backlink service and looked at that website's backlink profile and looked at the anchor text and you can actually search anchor text in Majestic now and I searched for the same city name to see if that name was in the the, the backlinks you know that may, which means maybe the address was in the backlinks to that site giving it some relevancy to that but no again there's no links that contain the name of that or back <laughs> or excuse me anchor text that contained the, the name of the city of that address so there's no there's no backlink authority for that there's no relevant content on his site for that. So um, the only other I think thing I can think of that would have anything to point to him is somehow there's a mix up in the Google My Business process where that address is attached to his site somehow. Um, but then again, it's a PO box address, which means it's not going to carry much weight in Google My Business. So it's a, it is really a head scratcher. Hmm. Um, why the guy's showing up for it. And I don't see him show up. For, I do search for the address. I don't see him showing up number one um, for it, but he shows up in the top three or four for sure. Yeah, I see that too. In fact, it looks like the, probably the correct company shows up. But uh, that's well, shows up for, for me was a uh, directory that had that address as listed as a business. Oh, okay. I have a credit reporting company showing up, debt collection, mercantile agents, but That's they don't it. have the exact same address. It's close, but not the same. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it's weird. So, so basically I think we're in the same group as, is the, that, uh, basic, the, what is it? Done SEO questions.com. I don't know how to tell them what to do here, but I think your comment, uh, you know, as far as if you're looking at it from a pure search perspective, um, you know, traffic, it really doesn't matter, but, you know, he, if he's getting calls, he's getting emails that are not happy. It's a, uh, that's nightmares business. Yeah. It's not good for his business. It's like someone posting your, your phone number somewhere. I still get yeah. those calls. I had them for a while where, uh, uh, the phone number I was given for my business ended up being one that had been used before by a, um, uh, heavy machinery rental company. Yeah. Somebody, so, somebody in that, that forum, um, had a very interesting thought that that it, they need to implement something like a disavow list for links for search phrases. I do not want to show up for this search phrase. Hmm. That w I don't know how often it would be used, but in this kind of case, it would be very, very helpful for this guy's business. It, it, well, one of the, the ideas here is, is I'm not sure if this is what you were trying to say, but uh, was to actually create a page on a site and try to rank for it on that for address and then explain the situation and include the actual address and phone number of the company they should call. <laughs> There's a good idea. Um, yeah, why not? Just take it by the balls. <laughs> Get them. Uh, stop calling it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you might as well suggestion. at this stage. It's a very good suggestion. I wonder what he ended up doing. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, next up is one from Dale Alorenshaw. Says, I wanted to shoot a quick question over to see how you all tackle schema with blog posts. Do, do you all add an, an individual piece of schema or structured data to every blog post your company or website publishes? 
I'm always a bit skeptical that I'm adding too much schema to my website. Has anyone seen any benefit from adding it to every blog post? I don't think you can add too much schema to your website as long as you're doing it correctly. Agreed. Um, I, and, and frankly, we were talking about it and I, I haven't added schema to a blog post. I think I've just been using the uh, plugins that innately do that. Most CMSs should have some ability to automatically add schema. You're saying that you, um, you say, do what do you say? I'm always a bit, I don't know if you're, are you adding it manually? Do you, cause you're, I I think he's adding it manually. Um, he says he adds an individual piece of schema to every blog post. Yeah. See that, that I would not do. I would find a way to have it be part of your CMS um, so that you can set it up correctly one time and then it adds it correctly to your posts and articles and pages um, as they need be. But to that point, it's got to be flexible enough to where, you know, a regular blog post, you put the blog schema, but if you have an event tied to that blog post and the event details are in there, then you have to figure out, okay, how do I put the event schema around that? Um, it's, it's, I don't think there's a one and done solution all the time, but there is a baseline solution that should get most of your schema in place automatically for most CMSs. Yeah. Well, I hope that helps Dale. And as you can tell, we really don't, focus on it by any stretch. I certainly would not consider it a, a, a major differentiator by any stretch, but uh, there you go. Um, last question is from Carl Bush. He says, we have a Google, <laughs> we had a Google partner show up at our business the other day. He was trying to sell us on their 3D tour and professional photos for each of our locations. He was trying to tell me that Google prefers their images and videos over stuff that we post. This seems like some crappy sales tactics. Am I correct in thinking that? Um, Now, it does depend, but if this person is technically um, a Google Street View uh, approved photographer, he is correct. He or she's actually correct to a degree. Um, They do get more, uh, they do get, there is an advantage to using them. Google has approved them. They've gone through quite a process. Their video, their photos do show up. Um, in a more official capacity in your Google My Business profile. Yeah, and then this 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 program is kind of akin to the early days of the uh, PPC uh, partners at Google before anybody could become a PPC partner like they all are now. There were used to be premier partners um, in this photography. These are people that Google has vetted, and they actually list them on Google.com site. Um, so I would definitely check that to make sure that they are a Google partner, ask them for a link to their, um, to, to the page on Google where it shows they're a partner um, yeah. just to verify. And I know from uh, having known one of them in the past that she, in her case, she had to buy the, 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 the hardware that would allow her to do the 360 uh, videos and, and up to spec that Google expected. Um, you know, it is quite a process and it seems to, be worthwhile. Um, whether or not it's ever made a huge difference uh, difference in how well a page ranks, that I don't know. Uh, yeah, or I was just going to ask. Pre- profile ranks. Do, do we know that their images are treated differently in the algorithms or in Google My Business? That I couldn't tell you. you the only thing I can say is that I would, and again, this is a certain amount of speculation, but I would be very surprised if it doesn't have 
a significant impact on the trust Google has for your location. And why would it not influence trust? You are definitely there. You're definitely a business. There's no fly-by-night issue here. Uh, and that is part of what they're worried about. And that's why they're more tentative about showing small business listings. Especially with all the spam going on. And oh, totally. Local. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to run and go pick up my daughter from school. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. uh, to, to have her hitchhike that's fine oh yeah she's eight that's gonna be fine right um, <laughs> <wait. laughs> well, on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and john carcutt the director of seo for advanced local thank you for joining us today if you have any questions you'd like to share with us please feel free to post them on our facebook group easily found by searching seo 101 podcast on facebook have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.